Hello and welcome to Ghostbeast! Horror podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined by my wife, Becca. Hello, Becca. <laughs> Hello, Todd. Hello. <laughs> hey, Becky. Ew, I'm too fast. <laughs> so we watched uh, The Boogeyman. I'll say right now, we watched it a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. so we're not like super refreshed on it. Um, this came out in 2023, <laughs> and it was directed by Rob Savage, who also directed um, Dashcam and Host. Mm. You remember Host? A little. That one's really good. <laughs> I don't need to like just <laughs> sit here and describe really it. Dashcam was really good. Dashcam was very good, too. I, I think I need to see that one again. Really? I don't, re- I don't remember it. But anyway, The Boogeyman, this was adapted from like an old Stephen King story. I think from like the 70s. Um, And I mean, without giving it away, this is, so this is like, this is Todd Horror. You know, we talked about that in It Follows. No, I'm saying like, I like these like monster movies like Mm -hmm. this that are like kind of high concept, like Smile and stuff like that. And I feel like this is kind of in that genre. Um, And it's, yeah, it's a thing, this boogeyman that's like, terrorizing these these young girls and this family i mean that's you kind of get that from the trailer and everything if we're gonna give like general thoughts without spoilers um i think what is interesting about this movie to kind of just set the table it has a lot of like tropey stuff around like hauntings you know like there's there's a certain type of movie like this that you know, it's kind of like The Conjuring, you know, movies like that, where there are certain like little tropes um, that are all over this movie. But it it kind of elevates those tropes, I felt like. Like, I didn't think this was amazing, but I I really liked this movie. How did you feel? I liked this movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do feel like it takes those tropes and it uses them really well. Like, it still winds up being very effective. So it, it is interesting in that way, because I didn't really know what to expect going into this. Like, had you heard about this movie at all? No. Yeah, I, I, I remember hearing there was some kind of headline about how scary it was. You know, like one of those things about like people fainting in the theater or some oh. shit. Like, I don't remember what it was. And those kind of movies, I always feel like either it's going to blow ass because <laughs> they had to use this weird marketing scheme to yeah. get people to see it. Or it's going to be something legitimately good like you know the original paranormal activity was that kind of movie where they talked about how scary it was i don't know how other people feel at this point about the series but i really like that first one i was gonna say that first one was so good i love that i love that first one yeah so there are occasionally movies like that and like blair witch project yeah that have that kind of build up around like oh my god it's so scary yeah and they pay off so with the boogeyman it was like oof this is gonna go either way i will say there's another movie like that catfish because that was that marketing on catfish was insane and i don't hear people talk about it i don't know if i know that movie Catfish is what started Catfish MTV. Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was marketed as a horror movie. Oh, okay. And it okay. was so crazy. The marketing, I never saw it. The marketing on that still blows me away to this day. Huh. I'm just amazed by it because I, being a huge horror fan, saw the marketing for that. And I was like, oh, huh. this, this movie looks good. Yeah. Because it was like found footage-ish, which is like what they do for Catfish. Oh. Is, and, and is it a documentary? 
It's a documentary. Oh, yeah, that's and, weird. And like it's but the thing is is like we should watch it because yeah. the first half of the movie is like a horror movie. But then oh, it gets revealed that, you know, I, I mean, look, I'll, if you haven't seen the movie by now, you know what it's about. Well, I mean, like, my, you know, my, Max. <laughs> my first introduction was the TV series. And I remember oh, okay. I remember like reading something or I don't know where I heard that. Like, yeah, it was based on this this documentary that became a TV series. Yeah. But I, I just had never, I didn't hear anything about that. All right. We're going we, really deep in the catfish. I, I know, I know. But, let's get but seriously, we have to look we'll at the market, we'll marketing it. first because that was oh, really sure. cool. Yeah. But with, yeah, with the boogeyman, <laughs> yes. The marketing was like, it's scary as shit. It's going to make you shit your fucking pants and puke and <laughs> fall asleep because it's so scary. <laughs> and so it's like, it can go either way. And I, I did think it was, it was pretty scary. It was. It was pretty scary. It was pretty effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think what else we could say just generally, but yeah, you you really liked it. I did. The cinematography was amazing. Yeah. Like the use of like light is really cool in this movie. Yeah. And I don't know, like it does cool things. They they, yeah. they have really good concepts that come to fruition really nicely. Yeah, and I'll say again without going into it and spoiling mm-hmm. it, but it does take a lot of those kind of tropes. And it it legitimately does interesting stuff with them. And Mm -hmm. it takes it in a direction that's, like, um, not as traditional, I guess. But I'll I'll get into that in the spoilers. Let's just, let's get to the spoilers. (laughs) Okay. So what I mean by that is there's certain things, like, how, you know, initially it's, I think it's, like, the youngest kid only who's getting kind of haunted by this Mm -hmm. thing. And it feels like, oh, this might just be targeting the kids or whatever. But it slowly starts manifesting for, like, everyone in the family. Mm-hmm. And that, that made it feel, like, way more dangerous and yeah. more, like, real to me. Yeah. And um, that's one of the things I think it does that's really interesting and makes it scary. Yeah. Because it does have... Because it is the trope that, like, oh, the little girl <laughs> is seeing this thing and nobody believes her. You know what I mean? And doesn't... I think... I'm I'm like wondering if I'm mixing this up with Cobweb because Cobweb does some similar stuff, um, but doesn't this have like some severe? It, it like shows shows trauma in children in like a oh, really severe yeah. way. No, it definitely on. does that. Okay, yeah. I thought I remember. Yeah, this that. has to do with like trauma and grief. Like yeah, yeah. and uh, and I think it's like initially like her. Her dad doesn't believe her and her sister, but her sister does start turning around and start believing her. And I think that's part of like what makes it interesting is like because you see that like we talked about that in the It Follows episode, how at first everyone like, what are you talking about? And then you see your friends at a certain point are like, all right, we believe you. Let's go. Let's do this. And it does feel like her sister pretty early on gets on her side and then starts to see like it's fucking real. Yeah. There was a really cool moment where that starts to happen, where she comes home, the teenager comes home, because that fucking asshole girl at school. Oh, yeah. You remember? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. But um, she goes to do the laundry or something, and something starts spilling out of the door, and it looks like blood, but then they zoom in, and it's paint. And it just looks yeah. so cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just, I'm in love with stuff like that. Like, using like really smart art direction like that. I just, I love that so much. And I do, I guess we'll just talk about the creature. I do think like 
the creature's design when it's shown like more in your face it feels like not the best like it feels like the the computer animation is like a little <laughs> okay alexa fucking chill but it feels like a little like i don't know did it feel kind of cheap to you um a little bit and i only say that because I feel like if they just would have kept it in the shadows That's a what little I was bit more, to. like they just revealed it just a little too much. I think the design works really well in the it shadows because it looks like fucking weird and creepy. It looks like what a kid would draw. Yeah, it which looks is exactly. insane. It and looks it, very in creepy. a good way. Like yes. I think, and it's exactly what no one will save you is doing with the. Oh, don't whoops. spoil that. <laughs> we gotta bleep that out. Okay. Yeah, do that. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it does feel like, um, it's, it is, it's interesting because in the, in the darkness, yeah, it's, you're, because you're looking at it like, what am I fucking yeah. looking at? Like, it looks really creepy in yeah. that way. But, yeah, when you start shining more light on it, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. But I still, I that's not like totally bad. But, no, and that's yeah. why I'm saying, like, that's the worst thing I can say about yeah. it. Like, I think it does, it works really well. Mm. This has to look fucking crazy through the window. Yeah. If somebody, cause I just saw somebody walk by. Oh, really? You probably look like psychos. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, oh. just look like we're recording a yeah, podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, the one thing I did want to say, though, because this, I remembered this after the movie. There was this um, short story I read when I was younger that, like, I, I've tried to find this so many times. I can't find it. It was in one of those, like, random um horror story like for for like teenagers you know like that age range it's kind of like the scary stories to tell in the dark yeah. type books it was something that had tiger in the title i can't remember god if there's someone listening who knows what that is and could email <laughs> have us all the volumes well no it's not that oh. it's it's but it's a book like that Oh, okay and it had a short story about like this kid who was being haunted by something that only appeared when the lights were out and it was it was kind of depicted as being like moving shadows Mm. and it built it up as like you know as long as you're in the light you're safe but you can see it moving around in the shadows and when the light goes out then it's like you're you're dead basically and for some reason that story i thought was so fucking scary i thought it was such a scary idea and the boogeyman does that idea where Mm -hmm. When it's dark, it's able to kind of have free reign, um, so you keep it at bay with the light. But there's something about that. It feels like so claustrophobic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it feels like at night, there's like nowhere for you to go or escape. It feels stressful as shit. Yeah. And she has you that know? cool little ball. Oh, yeah. Like the little moon ball. We immediately searched on Amazon <laughs> yeah. for that. And I think that like there was a search that was like, boogeyman, light ball. Like a lot of people had searched <laughs> yeah. for that. They did, yeah, they did some cool stuff with that because you're able to roll it across yeah. the floor. I, so. That was, I don't even care if they saw that and they're like, we have to, <laughs> like, because it worked so well. What if that started this whole movie as they saw that <laughs> light ball on Amazon? We're like, we can make a fucking <laughs> kick ass horror movie with I that. I mean, I still think that would be cool because <laughs> that thing, the whole reveal of that, when, when, when she rolled the ball, I knew exactly what it was oh, going to yeah. do and I didn't care because yeah, I knew it was going to be cool as shit. Yeah. But yeah, I thought like like this is something that keeps happening. By the way, is we keep getting 
um, old Stephen King stories <laughs> adapted. Like, what is going on? This man, like, he has enough money. Okay, like everything is a Stephen King story because he's written so fucking many. But I mean, they're all so good. I know, but it's still funny that it's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's this short story from like 1973. <laughs> we could still make a movie from that. Because they also did Gerald's Game, which was considered like unfilmable. You remember that movie? Oh, Where yeah. Where she's in the bed the whole time? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it feels like they're just really continuing to do a lot with his work. Um. I don't know. I like his work, though. So yeah, and he's a good person. And it, and I'll say like the the big like Stephen King touch in this movie is the whole thing with remember with the candle where they were doing the seance trying to reach out to their mom. Oh yeah. And it was like oh when it moves to the left <laughs> and of course that comes up at the end is like their mom's spirit yeah. like saving them. <laughs> um, that's a very Stephen King thing <laughs> to include in there. Like this tiny bit of like weird supernatural stuff. Um, but that was interesting that it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it is a physical creature that's haunting them. Yeah. It's not like a ghost because when they light it on fire, it's like, well, there, that's the weakness <laughs> of this thing because it just burns to death. Yeah. It reminded me of It Follows, like that yeah. manifestation. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally that kind of, of movie where, and I like that more. Like I'm not, I'm not super into like the ghost movies i think the really good ones like i really like the conjuring you know what mm-hmm. i mean and and um we don't need to mention it. i realize if i said the name of another movie it would like spoil it when it comes to yeah when it comes to ghost movies like that though i'm not i don't for whatever reason like ghost i just don't think they're very scary like ghost movies have never been my thing mm, i don't you know? know i think i enjoy well you know i enjoy ghosts thing yeah. i watch watcher and, yeah, I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch the ghost <laughs> yeah, hunting. Watch the school boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, that's just one of the things I think differentiates us a little bit with our tastes. Because yeah. for me, it's more like when it's something like this, where it's a physical thing. Yeah. I think that feels like way more dangerous, and um, and that's why there are definitely ghost movies where the ghost will manifest in a more physical way and it's like much more intimidating it's why like look i i don't know i don't <laughs> there are things in this world in this <laughs> okay. world no. that we will never understand okay. understand what in the name of shit is that <laughs> Wait, no it's from ghost hunters okay like i watched that <laughs> okay i was like what in the world is she doing zach baggins okay <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not in the ghost hunter world. I forgot what I was talking yeah, about. Is it ghost hunters or is it something else? I don't know. That's so funny. I actually forgot the name of the <laughs> show. But yeah, so I like the, the creatures more. Um, but now it's funny because I was like trying to think of an example because there are ghost movies where they do more like like it's more like physical aggression or whatever but i realized if i started naming movies it might like spoil things yeah. about those movies um so that that is one of the things that made the boogeyman like fit more into my tastes but it's good it's it's a part of this new wave of horror movies i feel like that are like pretty big you know studio releases that are still really scary and effective you know yeah there's like a uh, this new type of storytelling that's be it, it's almost like all the departments 
on the set are working in harmony somehow. Yeah. Really well. And it's really good to see. Yeah. So this was a good one. I think it's definitely one of the best ones from this year. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So was there anything else you wanted to say? Like, any final thoughts or anything? Um... No, I mean, I guess we didn't mention the acting. All the acting was really well, like, really well done, too. Like, they're, Oh, yeah. You know, I just want to get all the praises <laughs> in just because it was just so good. Like, yeah. everyone on, like, everyone in this movie did, like, a really, really great job. <laughs> yeah, I want to say, I might have to, like, edit this back. But yeah. I, the what I was saying about the the darkness and the claustrophobia, they really play with the the light very effectively Mm -hmm. like we talked about the light ball but there are a lot of scenes where it's like the setup is so interesting and so immediately scary like when she's doing the therapy with the blinking light Mm -hmm. because at first they just think oh she's just scared of the dark yeah and they're trying to like teach her like oh no it's okay in the dark and there's that flashing light that like gets slower yeah you feel like how scared she is for her life yeah yeah and it's and it's such an effective scene because you can see how the like it's her sister and the therapist there and you can see how they start getting very concerned Mm -hmm. because they think like oh it's this traumatic response yeah you know and you can see how that would be frustrating as showing like oh she's not making progress in therapy but there's like actually a fucking monster <laughs> yeah. that's like creeping closer and yeah, closer. That's also like a really good like metaphor for trauma. Yeah. You know? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I just think that that scene works really well. Cause, yeah. Because that's something where, again, the setup, you immediately know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it it executes on that setting that setup very well well also when that crazy lady that she kept going to for help she had mm. candles in her house oh, yeah. which was also not only very beautiful but also necessary because yeah. the thing can like play with electricity so this way she has control over the light right which was like i thought a really cool touch because it's like this is someone who's like waist deep in this situation and this is how they're dealing with it yeah so i thought that was a really cool and effective way to not only bring in a really awesome light source but to also bring in a prop that like adds to the story and to the narrative and it's like they do that so well consistently throughout the whole movie for sure yeah it is kind of like scene after scene of these interesting setups that are really scary and the whole time like it just feels so relentless. And like I said, it's the yeah. claustrophobia of being stuck inside the light that it just feels like almost exhausting. It's yeah. like, oh my God, like I can't <laughs> imagine being under this stress, you know, night after night after night um, and that constant danger. Yeah, it's that's very scary. What PTSD feels like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can easily see how. This is just all about the grief and yeah. and and that even they mentioned this thing like targets families mm-hmm. affected by grief. Yeah. So it's even like in lore yeah. it makes sense. So it's very good. It's definitely um like I said it's not like perfect. I don't know if I put it in like the five star echelons of this <laughs> genre, but it's up there. I yeah, I liked no. it a lot. It was very good. Yeah. So Anything else? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're Ghost Beasts. You can go to ghostbeast.com for our links. 
You can search for Ghost Beast Pod most places, and you can find us on Letterbox at Ghost Beast. Um, and you can also contact us at podcast at ghostbeast.com with any recommendations or whatever. Bye.